Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned and you'll be left feeling silky, soft and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with our signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just a perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Do you send money internationally? I do all the time, for business and for personal reasons. Because of where I live and where I'm from, I often float between US dollars, Aruban florins, Swedish crowns, and other currencies too. Luckily for all of us, sending money abroad is no longer the difficult, expensive thing it used to be, especially when you use TransferWise. Why should you use TransferWise, you might wonder? Well, one easy answer with three syllables, exchange rate. When you send money abroad with most providers, they usually don't give you the real exchange rate. They mark it up and keep the difference for themselves. TransferWise is different. TransferWise uses clever new technology, so you always get the real rate when you convert currencies. It lets you send money quickly and seamlessly between over 70 currencies, and TransferWise even has a multi-currency account that lets you hold over 40 currencies and convert them whenever you like. You pay only one small upfront fee, and more of your money makes it to the other side. That's why The Economist says TransferWise takes a machete to the hefty fees other services charge. But you don't have to take their word for it. More than 4 million people are already saving. Sign up right now at transferwise.com slash yoga to test it out for free or download the app. That's transferwise.com slash yoga or download the app. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am so happy right now. (laughs) I'm so happy right now. I'm just so joyful, so, 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 so happy right now. And I feel like it's funny because I I record this podcast every week and usually or oftentimes, whatever I'm sharing on this podcast, it's either that I'm ranting about something, like I had the whole rant about the abortion ban a couple weeks ago, or I'm going through something difficult. Usually when I sit down and I feel like, oh, what is urgent and on my mind and in my heart right now? Oftentimes it's something difficult that I've been through and I've made my way to some sort of realization or some sort of wisdom or learning and then I'm really, you know, I feel this urgency to share that. But it's kind of rare that I get to catch myself in a moment of being super joyful and that that's the moment I get to record this show. And that's, that's right now. I have a lot of reasons, of course, to be happy, I you know, but I, okay, wait, I'm going to, I'm going to savor this moment. And just say it really, really clearly. I 
finished my book. I finished my book. I finished my book. I finished my book. Oh my God. Holy, holy shit. Speaking those words out loud, I have goosebumps all over my body. I can't, I don't even know how to explain what this is like for me. I'm I'm feeling really emotional, <laughs> really emotional and really happy. I finished my book. If you don't know, I have spent the past five years writing a book. Literally, it's been five years in the making. It's been so long. There's been so many moments where I just kind of gave up and, and just felt like, okay, it's not going to happen. There's been moments where it was impossible, where I felt like I couldn't write. There's been moments when I had huge gaps between writing. So many things happened along the way. Having the baby definitely didn't make this process any easier. It's been five years coming and 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 it's done. And it's done. And I finished, I finished a book. Actually, I, I, it was, it was yesterday that I had my final day of, of making the final edits of the book. I'm going to get one more pass, which means, you know, I'm working with the, the copy editor and my editor and the publisher. I'm going to have one more pass where I get to sit with the pages a final time. So if there's anything, you know, final thing I want to change, or I'm still writing the acknowledgements, for instance, for the end of the book. So, you know, I'm like 99.999% done, but, but I finished. I, I finished, I finished the book. I, I, I did it. Maybe you've read my first book. I have a book out called Yoga Girl. Bunch of you guys read it. Bunch of you guys <laughs> bought the book. It was a New York Times bestseller. Blew my mind. It's a uh, compared to this book compared to my first book. My first book, Yoga Girl, it's very, very fun, like very colorful, very poppy. It's filled with cute little yoga tutorials. Of course, I share my story. It's not all, you know, sunshine and, and rainbows and butterflies. I share a very authentic, true story. But there's a bunch of recipes in there. I mean, it was it was a really easy book for me to write, really. I, I got the book deal and I, I wrote it first for the Swedish market. So I wrote it in Swedish with a Swedish publisher. And then I had to kind of go through a process of remaking it for the American market the next year or a couple months later. And you know, of course, writing any book, it's always going to be a process. It's, it's you know, a lot of work. I really, really remember it being, uh, feeling like a lot of work. And we were traveling a ton and doing retreats and stuff all over the place. I remember writing most of that book on airplanes and at hotels or at airports in between classes. And, you know, it, it took a lot. But honestly, looking back at it now, that was a piece of cake that book <laughs> that book just kind of flowed through me I think the whole process that I spent actually writing was was about three months maybe three or four months that's it so yeah not a not a huge <laughs> not a huge like hurdle that I had to overcome it was it came pretty easy and that book oh it brought me so much man just just I remember the feeling of handing in that finished manuscript the first time around just because it was my first book, you know, it felt like such a huge thing, like a massive accomplishment to have actually had done that, to put all of that together, to write all those words, to put my heart out there for the whole world to see. And, you know, of course, also terrifying, like, you know, is anyone going to be able be interested in reading this at all? Is anyone, what if no one buys the book? What if no one wants to read it? There was that moment of just, you know, a little bit of fear involved and of course, but it was all in all a really beautiful process. I got to meet a ton of people through that book. We had a European tour. I cannot even remember how many countries we went to in, in Europe, actually a ton. And then the American leg of the tour, we went to 27 cities. We had a 27 city tour called the Happiness Tour. 
did a ton of book signings and classes and uh, literally got to meet thousands of people. We spent three months or something on the road, I think, Dennis and Ringo and I. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful. And the really kind of odd thing about it is, so I started writing the book, I think, end of 2013. It came out in Sweden, 2014, and then end of 2014. And then it was like beginning of 2015, it came out in the US. So I wrote most of the book when I was in this time of my life where everything was great. (laughs) Really, I mean, looking back at it now, I wrote most of the book. It was we were at this time in our lives, Dennis and I, where we were, we still felt really newly in love. We were engaged. You know, everything was kind of new and exciting. My social media stuff was taking off. We were traveling the world, teaching. It was, everything was really new. So it was this very exciting time. And, and yoga for me was, you know, it was, it was what I accredited everything to. It really was what changed my life. It became my career, brought me so many blessings. You know, it was this really beautiful, easy time in my life. And then somewhere around then, so I'd finished most of the book, but I remember that process that I just went through now, the final process of of final edits and going back and forth with the editor and making little tweaks and changes and, you know, deciding the cover and all that stuff. I did when I was in a totally different place. So right actually after I finished the book, but before it came out into the world, before it was published, I went through the hardest time of my entire life the hardest time of my entire life. So it's it's funny to me that this book that was written in such a joyful, easy time, and it brought me so many amazing places, is also interwoven with the biggest challenges and the most heartache I've ever experienced ever in my life. So it was 20, 2014, the book came out in in Sweden. Am I, make, am I like getting this right? I think so. 2014, the book came out in Sweden. And... No, did it come out 2013? Okay, guys, I got to get my dates right. But it came out in Sweden first and then like half a year later or something in the US. And around that time, when I was touring and doing all this stuff, my best friend passed away. And I've talked about her. I've talked about, I've talked about this, this, the accident, that, that car accident that she had and kind of this time in my life. I've talked about that a lot through social media. I mean, I, I, I share a lot about my, my emotions around that. I share that whole story online when it happened. And of course, I've spoken about it in the podcast too. So I know a lot of you guys know a little bit or a lot maybe even about that story. But that happened. That was March 10, 2014. And then in June, Dennis and I got married, which was this, of course, unbelievable, beautiful, you know, loving, beautiful, super amazing thing. And my best friend, Andrea, she was supposed to be my bridesmaid, but of course she, you know, she passed away so she couldn't make it. So also the wedding was this really, oh, it's it's just looking back at it now, which I've had to do a lot over the past couple of months writing this book. It was so hard, you guys. It was so hard. It was so beautiful. The most beautiful day of my life, but so hard. So what was, you know, really supposed to be just this this year of total joy of being engaged, getting married, all that stuff, that big milestone in life for me was interwoven with the biggest grief and the most despair I'd ever felt. So there was that. And then, you know, one day into our honeymoon, so beginning of July, my grandmother passed away. And then we came home from our from our honeymoon and two days after coming home from our honeymoon, our dog. Sergeant Pepper, who was our baby. I mean, he was our baby. He was our, oh, I could, I just telling these, about telling you guys about these three deaths. I mean, they happened within a few months of each other. 
my best friend, my grandmother, and our dog. The one that makes me tear up right away is talking about Pepper, which is crazy because he was a dog. But I, I think that that's the death that I've actually processed the least, weirdly enough. Anyway, any dog owners out there know that our dogs can be or should be or are our, our babies and and that happened. And then a couple months after that, my mom tried to commit suicide for the second time in my life. So that year, I mean, 2014 leading into 2015 was fucked. <laughs> I mean, it was I, like I can chuckle and kind of almost like not laugh about it now, but I can just, it was absurd, right? It was absolutely like unrealistic, totally, totally absurd that all of those things happened one after the other. In, in a really short time. So it was just one trauma and then the next and then the next and then the next, you know. So while I was doing a lot of the touring for this, for the first book, for the Yoga Girl book, I was going through this total heartache. And it was also really beautiful because what would have been, I think, this this kind of exciting yoga tour and a book tour and, you know, like a normal thing because I was sharing so much of my heartache and my pain with the world online, every single event that I that I did, whether it was a, a, a book signing at a bookstore or if it was like a huge class of 700 people, whatever it was, it became this totally emotional, genuine, authentic, heartfelt thing because I was feeling so much and I was sharing that with so many people. And people were reading my words about writing about this loss. And I remember one of the things that people told me the most throughout these months were, you're explaining everything I was never able to put into words. So I felt like I, I, I was gifted almost with this ability to really share my feelings in hard moments and, and do it really easily. Like I could be in the middle of a wave of grief that felt so heavy, like, oh, like, I, like I thought I was going to drown in it. Like there's no way out of this pain, of this dark hole. But then it became part of my healing process. Instead of going deeper into that hole, I would reach for my phone or I would reach for my pen and paper or my computer, anything I had available just to write. And I would write my feelings, pour them out on paper. And then a lot of the times I would post them on Instagram, just share them unfiltered the way they were online. And then of course, a lot of people felt that and they held my hand throughout that whole journey and, and walked with me and, 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 you know, virtually, energetically, emotionally held me and supported me throughout this time. <clears throat> and it became this thing that we did together. I don't know, for me, it was sharing that Andrea died for me was the moment when, when I felt everything I'd created through social media, you know, it stopped being a following and it became a community. It was really the first time that I really felt like, wow, this is an exchange of things. You know, it's not just me putting my life out there and then people following along. Like that word always rang a little weird to me, the following, like what does that even mean? But that was the moment for me for me where, where all of this, you know, became a community, it became the yoga girl community where it's not about me. It's not just about me, you know, and it's which is something I always struggled with so much not wanting this to be about me, but wanting this to be about creating something much bigger than that. And strangely enough, talking about this pain and sharing this grief was sort of the first steps that 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 led us to that place of of actual community creation, which was so beautiful. And I remember doing these classes, you know, and after every class I taught, I would always, and I say would because it's been so long since I taught one of those huge classes, but since I had the baby, I think I've taught 
two maybe <laughs> but I used to do them you know like so many thousands it feels like but after every time I, I'd finished teaching a class I would always stay and hug every single person who who wanted to stick around and, and hug and sometimes that took me six hours to do and they would kind of form this long line in the in the venue and and it was always kind of crazy because <laughs> I don't know just thinking about it now makes me smile because it was so crazy and weird and, and beautiful and and I was kind of would, would be in the sea of people just wanting to hug everybody and I think it took me like I don't know a, a, a year of smiling for photos with a thousand people after every event kind of on the inside hating it <laughs> if you know me closely you know I'm not a huge fan of taking photos at all especially if it's a big group or big crowd I would much rather hug and talk and have a conversation and there's something about like a selfie. I don't know. I would much rather do that. So I started feeling a little burnt out with the whole idea of taking photos. So I stopped, which I felt was arrogant. And I thought people would get upset. And, and I just started doing this thing where if you want to stick around after class and hug and connect and be heart to heart and talk, like we're going to do that, but we're not going to, we're not going to take a thousand selfies today. Like, no. And it was just this cool moment that I had, I really remember it was hard for me to make that decision because I, I felt it was, I don't know, conceited or I should be grateful that a thousand people came to class. But then I was feeling awful after every class having taken so many photos because it just drained me. And then instead it became this thing where after every class we had a cuddle party, like me and a thousand people hugging, 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 hugging. Like my right arm would be sore for days, you know, just from hugging people really close. And and looking at it now, just the amount of days, weeks, months I spent immersing myself in that energy with other people, right? Really being heart to heart with other people in that way. It was such a, such a massive part of my own healing process. It was a huge, and I didn't see it then. I think then I was so in it, the pain, the pain was just there. And I felt like everything had to go on. The option was what to stop my life and just be home and feel, you know, I think part of me was, I was coping by just continuing and soldiering on a little bit. And I didn't see it then, but, but, you know, surrounding myself with so many people who kind of, yeah, from afar, were pouring this loving support over me, where I could, where I felt like I had a safe space to share my story. And then other people had a safe space to share their stories. And then I could read other people's thoughts and other people's emotions and, and realize that, hey, I am not alone. Other people have been through this too. You know, before you lose someone you love, you don't know. <laughs> you know, before you've suffered through loss, you don't know. You're, it's like you're living on another plane, kind of another, another type of reality. Once you've lost someone you truly love, you realize that people die all the time, right? It's people die every day. Of course, objectively, we all know, yeah, people die all the time. Like that's how life goes. But until you've lived through loss, you don't really know, you know, you're not living that reality yet. Because inevitably, it's going to happen to all of us. And once you have, it's just sort of like you invite death into your life in a way, knowing that, hey, people, every day people die. Every day. I've had people in my life who'd been through loss, who I felt like I'd, you know, supported or, or tried to be there for or, you know, but I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't understand. I didn't get it. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Have you ever wondered where your family comes from? 
I have always been so interested in that. But my family tree is pretty straightforward. I'm from Sweden. My family has lived in Sweden for generations. I'm way more curious about Dennis's ancestry. His mom is a Reuben and he's lived on the island his whole life. But his dad is from the Netherlands. And I'm sure his family tree is super, super interesting. If you want to discover more about your family and where they come from, you can combine the ancestry DNA test with billions of historical family records. Who knows what you will discover? And if you think that's all, ancestry DNA gives you so much more than just the places you're from. You can connect the places in the world where your story started using precise geographic details and clear-cut historical insights. You can even trace your ancestors' journey over time, following how and why your family moved from place to place. To amplify your results, you can start a free trial on ancestry and build a family tree so that your ancestors become more than just a name. They have combined DNA results with over 100 million family trees and billions of records to give you more insight into your genealogy and origins. Only Ancestry can tell such a rich story, with unique features that give a more complete picture about a person, like events that shaped them, which school they attended, how they made a living, and what they excelled in. I'm going to make Dennis do it next, and then I'll know more about Lea Luna's history, too. Go to Ancestry.com slash Yoga Girl today for 20% off of your Ancestry DNA kit. That's Ancestry.com slash Yoga Girl for 20% off of your Ancestry DNA kit. Ancestry.com slash Yoga Girl. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. I've, I've taught a lot of prenatal yoga in my life. It wasn't until I was pregnant that I actually understood, <laughs> obviously, how to f- how to teach prenatal in a in a in a real way. It's you, you can't really teach anyone anything if you haven't fully been there and experienced that. So how could I ever walk someone through loss if I haven't experienced loss myself? It's impossible. I can try. I can say the right words that I've read or repeat things that I've heard told to me or you know put things together in my head and try to say the right thing, but I'm not going to know. I'm not going to know. So for me, this kind of, I don't know, it, it, it created a channel between me and every single person who was in this online community. And it became this crucial part of my healing was, was meeting everybody. And I remember one class, I think it was, 
one of the really big ones, a couple of places, I remember we did two or three classes in a row. So it's like, I think we had 1500 people or something in New Jersey in some, some place. And I had a friend who was, cause Dennis had to go back and forth. We, he still had the skate shop in Aruba back then. So salad skate shop. So he would go back and forth. And then sometimes a friend would join me instead and wasn't there for all the classes. And I think it was Olivia who was with me in New York and we had a car we'd driven from New Jersey to New York. And the day before my flight, <laughs> we had to empty the car and empty the hotel room and kind of pack everything together. And I had so many letters, so many letters and gifts and just just the most like handmade jewelry or oh, like paintings people made me or just 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 the most heartfelt, beautiful things I could I can I can I mean I, I can't even explain it it was it was unbelievable the amount of I, I don't know I think I had 20 people make me some sort of handmade necklace with Andrea's name on it you know and I wore them all I still wear them I still have them and we were sitting there on the floor trying to like pack all the things up and I had moving boxes that I could that you know I could fill moving boxes full of letters of love and gifts of love from people I didn't know who were just trying to do something really kind towards someone else going through a really shitty time I mean it was really um, I had FedEx stuff home because I didn't want to leave anything behind everything was so so heartfelt everything was so beautiful and it was just if you're listening and you were a part of that journey if I met you on the happiness and it's funny it was called the happiness tour and all I wanted was to be happy <laughs> that's all I wanted it was the happiness tour it was about bringing joy into our hearts and using yoga as a way to unite and connect and all that stuff and you know I wanted that happiness so bad I named the whole tour that and you know I wasn't happy <laughs> of course not I had moments of happiness yeah but I just I lost my best friend I a lot of the time I didn't want to live I didn't know how to continue I didn't know how to exist anymore I had to learn all of that again so it's funny how that first book who was born out of such a happy place became part of such a heavy process and even in that first book even though I finished writing it I was going through all of this I don't mention any of this you know not even in the acknowledgments or the dedication or anything I don't mention Andrea I don't mention my grandma I don't mention Pepper I don't mention my mom in that way nothing because I was I was literally in the midst of that trauma and not not ready to process anything and I had a a moment this was a couple days after Andrea died we were we were in Bonaire so we were traveling from Aruba to Bonaire for a retreat the day it happened and the the moment she hit the car on the other or hit the truck on the other side of the road and we've calculated this to the minute you know it's so it's so insane it's, it makes me want to smile and cry like I want to smile because it's so so beautiful and powerful and synchronistic and perfect and I want to cry because it's horrible and the worst thing that's ever happened to me but the same moment that she hit that car she hit that truck I had a, a stab like a knife stabbed me in my stomach at this airport and in another country and I just collapsed I just collapsed and then I had eight hours, almost eight hours exactly of, of just excruciating pain. I cannot, I mean, childbirth doesn't come close at all. It's just excruciating pain. Like I was being stabbed in the stomach. Like I had a, I had a, like a red hot knife just twisting around in my, in my, in my stomach. 
And the moment the pain went away, you know, was the moment she died. And it's, it's so beautiful that I got to be a part of, of that journey with her. You know, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that out of all people she could have chosen to, to leave with or to leave through in that way that she chose me. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I don't have a lot of words to describe what that feels like, but that happened. And I think part of what, what made me move through that, or at least begin that healing was that I couldn't do anything. And normally I'm the fixer of everyone, fixer of everything. If there's ever a disaster or catastrophe, you know, you want me around, like I can fix anything. <laughs> or that's kind of how I see myself. So whenever something bad happens, I am the one who kind of, you know, comes into a total frenzy and I write lists and I, you know, get people to mobilize and like, let's get shit done and, you know, do whatever we can. And here I, you know, like I would have probably been the one to like plan her funeral and, you know, be there for her mom and, and, you know, be this person to pick other people up because that's what I normally, that's the role I've normally had in my life. But now because I was at the hospital and I, I had to have surgery on my stomach, I couldn't move. Like I literally could not stand up straight. I was, I was in a hospital bed for the first two days. I wasn't allowed to fly. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave the island. And I was kind of stuck to this bed. I, I could not even practice yoga. You know, I couldn't even move. So I had to, for the first days after this happened, I had to just lie there. I had to just lie there. I had to just be there in my body, in that moment, breathing, feeling all my feelings. I had no option. I couldn't numb myself with anything. I couldn't escape, couldn't fix, couldn't do, couldn't, couldn't do anything. I just, I just, I just laid there feeling. And it was, it was too much. I mean, obviously it was, it was, it was too much to handle, too much too soon, too mm, in incomprehensible, all of it. And I had, I think that the first couple of days I felt really numb as well. And I, and I, I didn't, I couldn't accept that it had happened. I didn't want to accept that it had happened. I kept calling her. I kept calling her. I kept calling her. I kept waiting for her to pick up and, you know, tell me that it was just all a joke or it was just a dream. It's not real. It was someone else. It was all a mistake, you know, for, for days. I just, I just called her incessantly. Like I, I couldn't stop. And then I had this moment, this moment where I was on the dock by the by the sea where we where we were uh, with my friend Rose and for the first time since any, everything I just I got in the ocean and I had this moment in the ocean where I felt something <laughs> and I remember this moment so clearly like it was this very intense moment of just feeling yeah like I really felt something and I came out of the water or like I I, I came out across the, to the surface of the ocean and I yelled to Rose it was like hey Rose and she's like what and I said I feel something and she said well, that's good and that moment of feeling something was my first I think one of my first moments of acknowledging or realizing that that this had happened that it was actually real like where I stopped denying it and then I sat down on the dock and I had a new brand new notebook that someone had bought me, you know, at the grocery store or something. And I had a brand new notebook and I sat down and I started writing her. 
And I just wrote her, talking to her, and I wrote her, and I wrote her, and I wrote her, and I think I spent an hour or more just sitting on the dock without stopping, just writing, 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 writing. And that was the beginning of what would become this book. You know, five years ago, I was sitting on a dock by the sea with my stomach wrapped up in bandages, you know, writing to my best friend who just died and now it's five years later and and now the book is done you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl if you haven't noticed i've been baking up a storm lately chocolate cake lemon cake lemon kiwi pie some banana bread everything delicious healthy and sweet to have after dinner and all the recipes i use are 100 vegan and i always use bob's red mill products i actually have a funny story to share about the lemon cake i made the other day i put all my usual ingredients so the sugar coconut milk vegan butter bob's red mill all-purpose flour but then the recipe called for juice of three lemons and i felt like that was kind of a lot but I put all of it in and it wasn't until later that I realized that I was supposed to put the juice of two of the lemons into the frosting so when it came time to try the cake I actually really loved it it was kind of like a little bit bitter but not bad but Dennis was not impressed he actually got a little mad because I baked so much food we couldn't fit anything else in our kitchen it just got me thinking that delicious lemon cake would actually be perfect to sell at nourish cafe at island yoga so I baked some goods for everyone and actually the cake in the end was a huge hit head over to bobsredmill.com slash yoga girl and enter for a chance to win some fun bob's red mill goodies and a yoga girl shirt one winner will be selected by random selection each month I'm crying, but I'm also really happy. (laughs) It's like... (sighs) Sad tears, but really also happy tears because I made it really far. (laughs) In these five years, I made it really, really, really far. And I knew already then, and I was, you know, writing on Instagram and sharing on Instagram and sharing my pain. And people still tell me, at least every day at some point, I get someone telling me like, oh, I just scrolled all the way back to that time. And, you know, or or they'll, they go through some sort of, you know, loss and they remembered that they were with me when I went through that loss. And then they go read what I wrote. So, you know, you can still go to Instagram and you can kind of take part of that whole journey, which is so crazy. But then, you know, all throughout this, all throughout that, I've been writing and and I knew then, and people told me every day, like, you have to make this into a book. You have to save this. You have to write. You have to write, you know, bigger than social media. You have to write. You have to make it into a book. And I knew then, yeah, yeah, you know, one day, one day I'll, I'll, I'll tell this whole story one day. But I wasn't ready then, you know, I wasn't. I wasn't remotely close to to anything. I I couldn't couldn't really function for a long time. I was kind of a high functioning, non functioning person for a really long time. On the outside, I was doing all the things. I was still working. I was doing amazing things and starting companies and businesses and opened a yoga studio and you know all this stuff happened. You know, but inside, I, I still had these huge pieces of myself that that were totally broken. And I think it took it took going to Path of Love, it took having Lea Luna fully. It took going to Path of Love, which is what led me to realizing that I I wanted a baby. The day I came home from Path of Love, we got pregnant. And then it took having Lea Luna for me to, for that final piece of the puzzle to, to come into place and for me to really, really write this book. 
so yeah every year I've been writing and I've been putting pieces together but and then I, I got the book deal when was that so the same publisher I had for the first book it's with Simon and Schuster and my editor Lauren who's amazing I think it was 2016 I got the book deal <laughs> if you can if you can believe it 2016 and then I thought okay you know I, I'm so close like I have so many pieces of this puzzle already written I have to just you know get get down and dirty with it and and write this story and put everything together and I was pregnant you know and I thought you know I'm, this is a great thing for me to do when I'm pregnant <laughs> at the same time we were building a yoga studio the biggest yoga studio in the Caribbean which I also thought was a really great thing to do pregnant <laughs> So it was like I was having two babies and thinking I was going to write this book, of course, which didn't happen. And I would have these moments where I sat down to write and I just couldn't. Like I couldn't, I knew what I wanted to say. I knew the story I wanted to tell, but I couldn't get it to kind of move through my body. And I couldn't put the sentences together. Just something was in the way. And I know that. I know now why. I wasn't ready. <laughs> I was still living that pain so intensely I wasn't ready that I I hadn't kind of arrived at that place of full circle of 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 knowing of getting it I I wasn't there but I kept trying and then I moved the deadline I moved the deadline moved the deadline and then again I thought okay you know I'm going to have the baby and then what do people do when they have babies like people they they take off like a whole year just to hang out with a newborn kid like that sounds so easy <laughs> I'll just I'll just have the baby and then I'll write so the baby sleep like people tell me newborns sleep all the time don't they just sleep and eat I can write while I breastfeed. I can write when the baby's sleeping. I can write. I can do that. No problem. I mean, delusional. <laughs> delusional much. Obviously, <laughs> that did not happen. Obviously, I had the baby and realized that, <laughs> you know, oh, I'm lucky if I get to like pee <laughs> alone. You know, it didn't happen. And, and all these things had to come together for, for all of this to happen, right? I had to become a mother. I had to I had to fully step into motherhood to actually put all the pieces of that puzzle together, to actually be able to sit down and get these words out on paper. And that's what I've done over the past yeah, I mean over the past five years, but it's been this past year of really intensely intensely writing and the past six months of, you know, really being in the trenches with it. And uh and here we are. <laughs> so the book is called, oh my God. Okay, I'm going to fully cry though. <laughs> oh man. The book is called To Love and Let Go. <laughs> to Love and Let Go, which has been this whole process for me. And also, which I realized has been this whole process of life, right? Life is just a series a string of moments, a string of relationships and people and big things and small things of, of loving and then letting them go and then loving again and then letting go again. And that's basically, that's what life is. Life is this, this series of, of, of big things that happen and they come our way and we learn how to open our hearts really wide and, and feel and love and breathe and experience all the magic that this life has to offer and then inevitably a time comes where we have to let it go you know whether it's relationships or moving through loss and grief or 
you know, we have babies and then there's moments of letting go there all the time. They go off to school, they go off to college. I mean, I have with Lea Luna every week, I have a big moment of, oh my God, <laughs> you know, I have to let a piece of this go too. You know, she's turning into her own little person with her own will and her own boundaries and she's super assertive and every day dropping her off at daycare there's a part of me that has to let go knowing that you know I have to trust that she's going to be okay there she's safe there every moment I'm not with her is a moment of letting go of letting go of that control of you know so to to love and let go that's my book and you can pre-order it right now (laughs) holy fucking shit I wrote a book, it's called To Love and Let Go, and you can pre-order it right now. (laughs) How crazy is that? If you go to my Instagram account and you click the link in my bio, it's at the very top. We also have a bit.ly link, so it's bit.ly slash to love and let go. You can also Google to love and let go Rachel Rathen or to love and let go yoga girl and you'll find the book. You can also go to Amazon and just put in to love and let go and you'll find it there. It's out. (laughs) So it's out. The word is out. It's out. It's available for pre-order. It's going to be published and in your hands. September 17th is our publishing date. September 17th. So, so many amazing things are, are, are happening now. So the book, you know, of course, it's, it's about this whole year that I, that I had. So Andrea was the, the first, the, the moment that sparked everything. And then, you know, getting married and losing my grandma and Pepper's death and my mother's suicide attempt and everything that came through that. And, you know, having the baby and basically every major learning lesson, epiphany, realization about life that I've had over the past over the past five years (laughs) leading up to now you know leading up to sitting here crying and laughing at the same time telling you that I I finished my book (laughs) so if you want to pre-order the book I would literally nothing would make me happier nothing would make me happier than you right now as soon as this podcast is over going online finding the book I hope you love the cover I'm gonna oh I hope you love the cover peppers on the cover the cover makes me oh makes me cry thinking about it it's um it's my whole heart on paper I my whole heart on paper and I I'm I'm really proud if there's uh if it's okay for me to say that (laughs) this you know disclaimer like I'm super super proud of myself I really am I don't take enough time to say that out loud to give myself those moments of really appreciating the hard work that I do when I had kind of the final day of of editing done I bought myself a new yoga mat that I was savoring at home waiting for today you know waiting for that day to come so that I could roll out my mat and practice on a brand new mat and then (laughs) then it's just like wait that's your whole reward you spent five years writing the biggest book of your life like reliving all of these, you know, horrible things that happened to you, reliving all of these really intense things, 
I mean, most of the time I was in front of my computer crying. It's been a really, really emotional process. And he says, and all of this, five years work, all this, and it's finally done, and you get a yoga mat? <laughs> he was like, what? Like, like shouldn't, shouldn't we do something really huge? Like, you know, I don't know, like get a bottle of champagne or book a trip or do something massive. I don't know. And I just said, you know what? Like this to me feels really perfect because it, it does. Like that yoga mat for me, it means more than a bottle of champagne. We can still drink the champagne. I mean, obviously, but what I really want to celebrate with and also part of this is, of course, every time I've opened up my computer to write, I have I've been crying. I've been reliving these moments and going back into my past to really feel and to really sit with that. So it's been kind of a, like I've been doing surgery on myself, like I've been doing surgery on my own heart, opening up all of those wounds to see, hey, you know, is this healed? None of it is fully healed. I don't, I don't believe that healing works that way. I don't think we get to a place where all of a sudden we can say, oh, I, I healed now. I'm done with that. No, healing isn't, it's not linear and it doesn't end that way. I think it's about learning how to live in a new way, you know, because once we've lost someone we really love forever, for the rest of our lives, we're going to live with that loss. And we're going to live and morph into this version of ourselves that we are without them, right? And all the pain that we feel, is it's all that love that's left behind. And somehow we have to figure out how, what to do with that. What do I do with all this love that's now pain? What do I do with that space that's opened up now that this person isn't isn't here anymore? And yeah, one of the many things you can do is you can write a book. And that's what I did. And I think the biggest reward at the end of that is me having a normal, everyday, good life. That's my biggest reward. That I get to sit here right now, looking out at my garden. I hear Lea Luna and Dennis downstairs making dinner. I just I get to sit here and be here and and be okay, you know. I I got to go through all of that and lose all of that and live through all of that and sit here now and and have a good life <laughs> because I really do. I really do. You are listening to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I think I taught Luna a really bad habit jumping on the bed. She loves it and I love hearing her laugh whenever she does it. My bed is perfect for it because it's the comfiest, healthiest, and most sustainable place ever thanks to Buffy. They make bedding that's great for you, your health, and the environment. Their debut product, the Cloud Comforter, actually feels like you're sleeping in the sky or jumping in the clouds. It's softer than cotton and made from eucalyptus so it naturally suits the skin. Not only that, it's hypoallergenic and has a high thread count that shuts out dust, mold, and mites for healthier sleeping environment. Perfect for me and my allergies. And on those hot Aruban nights, it keeps me at the perfect temperature so I feel cozy without overheating, even next to Dennis. I love products made by people who work hard to minimize their impact on our earth. Buffy spent sleepless nights worrying about the bedding industry and its effect on the environment, so they decided to change it. Their products are made using only renewable and recycled materials, which makes them as soft on the planet as they are on your bed. The eucalyptus they use needs 10 times less water to grow than cotton does. Their products are filled with fluffy fibers made from 100% recycled bottles. Each blanket keeps about 50 bottles out of landfills and oceans. After only 
only one year, Buffy has recycled and reused over 6 million water bottles. This is a win-win-win, and Buffy even offers a free trial. Try a comforter in your own bed for free, and if you don't love it, return it at no cost. But after one night's sleep in the clouds, I think you'll be more than happy. For $20 off of your Buffy comforter, visit Buffy.co and enter promo code YogaGirl. That's Buffy.co with promo code YogaGirl for $20 off of your Buffy comforter. I lost so much and yeah I would give anything to have five minutes with any of them yeah but now I get to sit here and I get to have a good life and I'm really really grateful for that really really grateful for that and I want more of these days you know that's the biggest reward I could ever Imagine it's just having these kinds of days like I had today where I dropped the baby off at daycare and then I took a yoga class and then did some work and answered some emails and I had lunch with my daughter and, you know, gonna have tacos with my husband tonight and read a book for Leia Luna before she goes to bed and watch something on Netflix and, you know, not feel despair not feel desperation, not feel a sadness that's so big that I don't know how I'm going to breathe again. It's just just normal, you know. <laughs> that's all I want is that, that normal, beautiful, everyday, mundane, <sighs> that mundane beauty. It's, it's the best thing I've ever had. <sighs> so thank you. <laughs> I want to say thank you. If you were with me throughout that time, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you wrote me a comment or an email or a letter or if you mailed me a gift, if you came to my class, if you gave me a hug, if, if you know, if you were part of that journey, then thank you. If you're a part of this journey now, which if you're listening to this, you are, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being here, for... Oh, thank you for enjoying your mundane life you know for you I hope wherever you are today that you get to have a moment of just sitting back and appreciating the hell out of this everyday magic not every day is going to be you know full of unbelievable remarkable discoveries and adventure and no you know but not every day is going to be full of tragedy and trauma and pain either we're lucky if most of our days are filled with that everyday regular magic because I think that's the <laughs> the biggest gift of all. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. If you want to go pre-order the book, you can go to my Instagram account, click the link in my bio. You can go to the bit.ly link, so bit.ly slash to love and let go or search to love and let go on Amazon or wherever you get your books. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and thank you so much for being with me on this journey. I'm so happy I've released this book and thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find them on yogagirl.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And of course, don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work and thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Ancestry, Bob's Red Mill, and Buffy. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week. <laughs>